marriage is exactly what you make it. And mm-hmm. everybody's marriage looks different. So I think that yep. that's one thing to think about. Like, sure, there are challenges. We all life is challenging. We all go through things, but it doesn't have to be like this constant fight. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you think of longevity, taking it one day at a time, like let's yeah. focus on today. Welcome to Love These Days by Pop Sugar, a brand new podcast sponsored by Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry that tackles all the ways that the last year has changed relationships, because it's safe to say a lot has changed. I'm Jen Oshkowitz. And I'm her fiance and co-host, David Stanley. This week, we're tackling what it truly takes to be together forever, which, as the past year stay-at-home orders has taught couples, is no joke. I definitely feel like we've packed five years of a relationship into one year just from being around each other so much. Totally agree. Let's jump right in. Today, our guests are Chad and Gabrielle Rader, who have been married for over nine years and are the couple behind the YouTube channel Gabe Babe TV. Their relationship started 11 years ago when Chad was working as a contractor in Afghanistan, and they dated long distance for two years before getting married. They now have two kids and run a business together, posting family-focused vlogs and hosting a weekly podcast called Let's Make Out. Great. They can give us some podcast pointers. This episode of Love These Days by Pop Sugar is sponsored by Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry. Pots and pans, cooking and cabernet, Sundays and sleeping in. Make your home undeniably yours with a Crate and Barrel Registry. Chad, Gabriel, welcome. Welcome. How's it going, thank you guys? You, thank you. It's good. Thanks for having us. So excited to chat with you guys. You guys are our long-standing couple, and I feel like there's a lot we can learn from you both. So we're very excited to talk to you. Literally going to be taking notes this <laughs> Um, Can you give our listeners just a little bit of the history of your guys' relationship? Absolutely. You want to go ahead, sweetheart? You'll be quicker than I am. Yeah, I'll give the, the short version. So we have been together for nine years, married for nine years together for about 11. We met on Facebook way back in the day. We actually went to the same high school, graduated the same class, but did not know each other. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, she like, missed out. We she went missed to, out. It was a huge, you know, huge <laughs> class. So it wasn't unheard of. But, you know, fast forward like nine years. Chad was working in Afghanistan as a contractor. He created a Facebook account. And back then it would show you your high school classmates. So he just happened to comment on a picture of mine. And, you know, I'm like checking him out. Like, who is this guy? And then I saw we went to the same high school. So I'm like, oh, I must know him. So we start (laughs) talking back and forth. And a couple conversations later, I'm like, you know, I don't know you. I don't remember you at all from our school. So that's kind of how it started. And (laughs) the rest is history. Thankfully, we had mutual friends that could vouch for him that he actually did go to our high school. Because she did not believe me. I did not. He was not in any yearbooks or anything. So the mystery man, the mystery man. I'm like talking to my, you know, one of my guy best friends. I was like, do you know this guy? He's like, oh, yeah, we played basketball together. We went to this. I was like, "Okay," so he actually did go. Okay. So yeah, that's really how it started. The rest is history. You got anything to add, babe? No, no, you summed it up really well. I mean, I give you the really extended version, but uh, (laughs) she gave you the the short version. Yeah, no, that's that's it. You guys, we have a weirdly similar story in the way that we met on a dating app, but David and I didn't match like the official way. He actually commented on a photo of mine. That's right. Jenna's picture came across my feed. I guess I wasn't on hers. 
And I recognized her because I'd watched Glee and seen the show and been a big fan and wasn't actually sure it was her. I was sort of like halfway thinking it might be a catfishing situation. But um, <laughs> but I saw her picture and she had this one picture where she had this beautiful luminescent smile. I later found out it was from like a tiny red carpet photo shoot or something. Yeah. But I looked anyway. at it and I, I just wrote, great smile. And that's how it started. It goes down in the DMs. Hey. <laughs> so you guys started out long distance, correct? We did. I've actually been in long distance relationships previously, and it's really difficult, right? Especially for that amount of time. Like, how did you guys make that work with like a, you know, a budding relationship? (laughs) It was, it was very difficult in the fact that, you know, you just want to be with the person that you're in love with. You want to be there. You want to be able just to see them. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to get on their nerves in person. (laughs) Luckily, we had, you know, a Skype. You know, well, before we had Skype, we had Instant Messenger. Yes, yes. I remember so, that. That long yeah. ago, yes. Yeah, that long ago, you know. Do people even do that anymore? I don't think so. And yeah, so we would just chat and chat. And finally, I asked her for her number because I was overseas still in Afghanistan. So I was like, you know, hey, can I get your number? I can't promise when I'm going to be able to call, but, you know, I want to be able to talk to you outside of just the Instant Messenger. And so she gave it to me and then I finally called and then called a lot. Um, funny story about that. She didn't realize it was like $5 a minute that I had to pay. (laughs) We would Uh, talk for hours. So I spent thousands of dollars. No clue. To talk to her, but it was completely worth it because I knew that she was going to be mine. Like I just, you know, I don't even think that I, it dawned on me that we had to pay to talk that long distance. Like I never even thought about it. Well, when love's in the picture, there's no price, right? That's right. <laughs> right. Price for conversation. That's right. Exactly. So yeah, that was just really how we managed. And then, you know, once we got engaged, we just lots of video chatting, you know, every mm-hmm. night we would talk and just, I drive six hours or so, like on the weekends, I almost, almost every weekend uh, for a few and months. Come and visit. Yeah, that we would just make the best of it. I mean, it was really about communication is what we always tell people is is how it all started and, and why we're so strong now. Had either of you been in long distance relationships previously or is this the, the first long distance relationship for, for both of you? I would say the first like serious one. I think, you know, I was in a long distance relationship technically when I went off to college, you know, high school sweetheart type of thing. But serious long term relationship, this was the first for me. Yeah, I had been in one kind of before, but this was really like the one that we were really working towards something amazing, you know, Mm -hmm. like something serious. So yeah, I would say this is my first real one. The other one was kind of like, well, I don't know what's going to happen here. Right. (laughs) Chad, you just said that uh, you were working towards something serious. When did you know that? When did you know that you were working towards something serious? When did that happen for each of you in the the long distance dating process? After she said hello back, after she said hello back to me, I was like, yeah, she's going to be my wife. You, so um, you hadn't yet hello, right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I just knew. I just, there was wow. something special about her. So for me, I told her from very early on that she was going to be my wife. She was going to, yeah. I told wow. her that, like, and she probably thought I was a weirdo, but. I did. Uh, I, I literally thought he was crazy. I remember telling my mom, like, yeah, I've been talking to this guy and he tells me that I'm going to be his wife. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like all wow. of the things <laughs> he knew from the beginning. It took me a couple years to catch up, but. Yes. <laughs> Longer than her mom and her grandmother, because they were on my side. From the I know, like, so get together. Get it together. You were exactly. recruiting allies, you know, for <laughs> building your team. Yeah, I had yeah. strategy. I had strategy going. <laughs> so Gabriel took a little bit more time. Yeah. So Chad, Gabriel, one thing that Jenna and I've been talking a lot about lately, 
COVID has forced so many couples to spend literally all of their time together, <laughs> right? In the same place, in the same house, 24-7. When they used to spend that time at the office with friends, doing other things, traveling. I'm curious for the two of you, was it a big shock to your relationship when you were finally in the same place and actually living together? Uh, like what challenges did that present and how did you guys navigate that? So honestly, we've been working together from home for years. So um, that part wasn't a huge like shock for us because it was kind of like, oh, now everybody sees what we've been dealing with or what we've been, you know, doing for all of this time. <laughs> I think the sure. biggest shock for us was when our kids came home and yeah. we added them into the mix of, you know, trying to work, trying to manage virtual schooling, trying to keep a two-year-old entertained. That oh was a gosh. huge shocker for us. Wouldn't you yeah. say that? Yeah, that was the biggest thing because we had had a pretty good system, you know, already. But yeah, when the kids came home, now our two-year-old, our seven-year-old, you know, son is is pretty self-sufficient. <laughs> our two-year-old daughter going on sure. 32, she sense. is not quite as self-sufficient. <laughs> she thinks she is, but she's not. Yes. And then on top of that, it ended up being probably one of the busiest years we've had in the last mm -hmm. five. Yeah. Um, wow. wow. Which is a blessing, but at the same time, it made it even more difficult. And uh, yeah, it was interesting how everything just kind of worked out at the same time. I think the biggest thing for us was having kind of like a loose schedule. Like we're not very rigid in that, mm. but just kind of going into the day or even the week, like, okay, top priority. These are the things that have to absolutely get done. Mm. If we don't get yeah. to these things, we'll be okay. But all right, are you going to work on this? I'll man the kids, vice versa. Like it was just, it took a lot of planning to make sure that things got done. Yeah. Oh, sure. Even down to like when we're going to make out. I mean, like literally like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, schedule in, make yeah. out. Hey, it's important. You do what you do. <laughs> Obviously, you know, being in a relationship, it's a partnership. It's and it sounds like a lot of teamwork, especially when you add children to the mix, right? Mm -hmm. Like because you guys have been together for so long, you know, people assume like, you know, every in and out of your, you know, significant other. But like, was there anything new that you guys learned about each other in this, you know, 2020 year of being stuck inside with, with your kids? I would say I'll start. I, I think it proved that we were really good at adapting to the situation, mm -hmm. you know, and still working together, figuring out how to make it work. I really learned that. But the biggest thing I learned about Gabriel during this time was in July, I actually got COVID. Mm. Not sure how, but I got it. And as soon as we found out, thankfully, we got a very quick test. And then Gabriel and the kids were tested and they were negative, thankfully. But I came up into a room and I self-isolated for 13 days wow. and before I tested again. And I thankfully tested negative that time. Mm. But my wife, I mean, literally served me <laughs> every meal. I mean, she, <laughs> she brought me, I probably ate by myself. 16 watermelons. I'm not, I mean, she, she. <laughs> that was like all he wanted. Yeah, all I wanted. Aww. And she. Yeah. Hydration. Exactly. Right. Hydration. So she really showed me, I already knew she was a great caregiver to, to me and to the kids and just, you know, she was loving, but she just showed me that she had a whole nother level to her. <laughs> and so that's what I really learned about her is that, man, she's even stronger and more amazing than I had thought um, yeah. that I already knew. So, and she just showed it. She held oh, it down. Thanks, love. You're so sweet. Gabrielle, you you deserve a mom and wife of the year award. For Thank you. <laughs> oh, she, Thank she does. You. 
I appreciate it. It was rough, but we made it through. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that during that time, it's one of those things where I think we operate really well together. We work really well together because we know each other's strengths mm-hmm. and we typically, you know, stay in our lane. Hey, you take care of this. I take care of this. But I think during that time, there was a lot more that I had to take care of. And it was just, it. I don't know, it was just like this greater appreciation for everything that he does on the business side and behind the scenes, because, you know, when he wasn't there to necessarily do it, Holding down the fort. somebody had to do it. So right. yeah, it was, it, you know, it's just like this greater appreciation, like, man, you're, you're really good at your job there. You do a great job <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask Ariel because, you know, from Chad's perspective, it sounds like he was getting, you know, 16 watermelons and yeah. know, food delivered and all yeah. kinds of things. Like, how did you manage Oh my goodness. Honestly, like it was, it was a lot. So it's just, just being on top of everything, like making sure that the kids had their time because I'm like the only one giving them the attention and then making sure work was taken care of and we're all eating and the clothes are washed. And it was a lot. Yeah, It was just unlike anything I have ever experienced before, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things where you go through and you're like, Oh, I, I really do have this. This is yeah, okay. Absolutely. I wouldn't sign up for it again, but you know, <laughs> I was able to make it. So, yeah. I'm curious, actually, given that situation in terms of what you learned about each other, how does that relate to each of your communication styles? What are your communication styles? How are they different? And how have you all adapted in order to effectively communicate with each other over time? Great question. You want to go back? No, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) After I did all of that for you. So, I think we communicate kind of different and (laughs) we've had to learn how to deal with that. So, Chad is the talker of the relationship, hands down. He will talk about anything and everything at any point. And I am the opposite. Uh, I don't (laughs) mind talking about things, but I have to be ready to talk about it and it has to be like on my time. So over the years, we've kind of had to adjust to that, um, especially like if we're going through a disagreement or something like that, we've learned to give each other space mm-hmm. to kind of process and come together and communicate when we're both ready because, you know, Chad can be ready, but I'm like, nope. I don't want to talk about it yet. So he's learned to give me my space to process. And then I, we can come together and talk about things where I've calmed down and all of that good stuff. So we've had to learn how to adjust and manage our expectations of yeah. how we communicate yeah. and when we communicate. I am the talker. I am the one that I don't like to leave a situation unsettled in the moment. And so funny in the early part of our relationship, if she was upset or, you know, something was bothering her, she sometimes will let her affect her for a long time. And I'm always been the type that like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. How much does this really affect your life? You know, like that's how I've always been. So it's weird for me because I'm trying to cheer up and she's like, wants to be mad or wants to be in her feelings. I'm like, <laughs> what? Why do you want to be in your feelings about this? But I didn't understand. <laughs> so it took time where I learned, okay, all right, I'll give her a little bit of time. I'll give her, you know, a couple hours. Okay. Now I'm going to give her an hour. Now I'm going to give her, you know, 30 minutes. Now I give her maybe 10. Yeah. And I come back and I try to think of something good to make her laugh. You know, usually it's like, okay, you, you know, you done with your booty tude. 
And um, booty toot. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna use that. <laughs> yeah, bo- booty toot sums it up. You know, Always. booty toot sums it up. So yeah, usually that makes her laugh. You know, and she's like, she looks at me, gives me a little side eye, and looks at me like, whatever. And then the ice is broken, and yeah. yeah. Wow, this is like looking in a mirror, you guys. <laughs> we are very similar and different in, in the way that I need cool down time. Mm-hmm. David likes to call me a, a tiny soup dumpling that gets like real, real hot on the inside. <laughs> and I, I don't like conflict and I don't like really facing conflict. I don't mind talking about my feelings, but uh, it takes me a second to really process what it is I want to say or else I just come out with things that I'll regret. So, mm-hmm. and David likes to really, you know, tie up a any kind of like issue very quickly and like nip it in the bud. So we learned that probably about a year into our relationship that like, it's not that I'm unwilling, but that we need to give it some time and I need to ask to know when to ask for that time too, because mm-hmm. sometimes he can't tell. And, and then there's this like animosity and I go silent and he's like, you know, not quite sure. So then he gives me time and then we end up just not talking for a while. So mm-hmm. that okay. was definitely something that we had to learn Pretty quickly, though, and because I, I also had the booty tude and really let it kind of like <laughs> I would let it stew for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And breaking the ice is hard for people, right? Especially because I'm incredibly stubborn and I'm a Taurus. And so I'm just getting back to the situation is like me, you know, breaking the ice and saying I was wrong or that I, I'm ready. And sometimes it's just easier for me to like stay silent. So mm-hmm. nothing worse than stewed booty tude. nothing worse worse. we're gonna have to make a dictionary of all these couples really great really really great no i would agree with all of that and i think uh, chad i'm not sure if this was the same for you but an important exercise in patience and grace right for somebody for how somebody else needs to process i think for me sometimes there's the sort of fixer element i want to fix things i want to kind of make things better and right but if that comes at the expense of somebody else's processing time you know, it doesn't work and it really has to work for both people. So yeah, I, w- I wish we had listened to the two of you talk about this <laughs> early on in our relationship. We, w- we would have learned something really valuable, which I think yeah. we're learning much more about now. It sounds like you guys have already kind of dealt with it and you've kind of learned each other. And that's, I think that's the important piece right there is that you've paid attention to each other and you appreciate the other person's needed time or, you know, the, the way they respond to things that you appreciate that and you want to try to meet in the middle the best that you can. So I think that that's the important piece. A, a lot of couples aren't willing to do that. Yeah, it's definitely a learning experience because like in any relationship, it's like looking in a mirror and looking at all the good things and then all the bad things about yourself and going, am I willing to change for this person or better myself for our relationship, right? So willing to, you know, maybe take the extra hour that I was going to spend stewing and not and really just lend the olive branch and say, hey, let's let's talk about this. So it's just a lot of compromise. That it is. Gotta love it. And with that, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Planning a wedding in a pandemic is a lot, but there's still one part of wedding planning that should be fun. Not the engagement photos again. (laughs) No, the registry. Crate and Barrel is the place to find timeless pieces you'll love forever. You mean I can finally get that barbecue smoker? We'll talk about that. Whether you're movie buffs, wine lovers, or budding home chefs, Crate and Barrel can help you create a wedding registry that's undeniably yours. Plus, they offer one-on-one expertise and sample registries created by real couples that make it so easy to get inspired. The smoker is easy. That's what I've been trying to tell you. 
Okay, then how about the beer glasses? <laughs> okay, fine. Let's add it to the registry. I have to ask, so we've been together for over two years. The two of you have been together for over nine. Mm -hmm. The stereotypical marriage advice that you hear is never go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. Does that work? Is that something that you use and live by in your relationship? Absolutely. I think that there's a misconception with that. I think that you definitely do not want to go to bed upset at each other without having some kind of resolution. But understanding when you mature in your relationship, you're two different people with two different thought processes. Sometimes you're going to just agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And that's right. okay. That doesn't mean that you're mad at each other anymore. Mm -hmm. You came to a resolution that's good for everybody. So that's the caveat. So yes, you don't go to bed angry. You shouldn't. Why? This is your best friend. This person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Why are you angry over something that's probably minute? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you guys necessarily fully agreed on something. It just means that you've come to a good resolution that works for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you, you said it perfectly. I mean, we all know that. And if 2020 has shown us nothing, but the fact that life is short, it is mm -hmm. something that we want to hold on to and make sure that, you know, it, it's not something that's unresolved because in the grand scheme of things, it probably is not even going to matter a month from now, <laughs> two yeah. weeks from now, you know? So it's just one of those things you have to remind yourself like, okay, is this a forever problem or is this just like a today problem? No, totally. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's interesting because we're taught to think that, you know, the conflict's bad, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it can be easy to think that if you have fights in a relationship, that maybe something's wrong or that you're actually not with the right person that you're supposed to be with. How yeah. do you two think that? couples can use conflict to make relationships stronger? Man, it, I think that conflict for me is one of those things where if you go into a, you know, your marriage or your relationship and you, you think everybody's going to agree with everybody all the time, everybody's going to be automatically, you get married and you're the same person. Well, that's, that's just not the case. Like, mm -hmm. so that conflict and, and a healthy conflict, I want to say that because there's no need for yelling and screaming and cussing each other out. Mm -hmm. I don't understand right. why people get to that level before they've even tried just the healthy debate. Fighting fair, right? Fighting fair, exactly. <laughs> fighting like, fair. don't. Fighting fair. Fighting fair, you know, so, you know, learning to fight fair is important, but I think that that conflict, it builds this trust between each other because, you know, it builds communication. If you're in your relationship, if you're able to talk about the good things, but especially the bad things or the uncomfortable mm -hmm. things, your relationship can literally go through anything. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is the most, obviously, the best relationship I've ever been in. And David's the best man I've ever met. But, go ahead, David. Uh, go ahead, David. <laughs> always nice to get that, uh, that extra affirmation. <laughs> right. Love you, babe. Right. But um, I think that it's the most um, positive communication I've ever had in a relationship and the most productive communication I've ever experienced because I don't like conflict. And if you have two people who don't like conflict, it's very easy to just, you know, brush everything under the rug, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And for us, like, I feel like I used to be really scared of communication and, and scared of fighting. So like mm, if yeah. we fought, that meant that we were on the road to breaking up, right? Mm, that meant yeah. there was oh, something yeah. wrong and we don't really uh, fight very much. But when we do, it's like nothing about it is existential, right? And David o would always say to me like fighting is good in a way because it brings us closer together once we've resolved it. And we yeah. know that we can fight and we will fight. So getting through that is just another lesson for our relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And Chad, I thought you said something really powerful for before too, which is reasonable people don't always have to get their way or even have to be right. Yeah. It's just about being heard. So there are going to be times where you're going to yeah. agree to disagree. And I think that's something we've learned over time too. Yes, yeah, because mm-hmm. swallowing your pride in a relationship is probably one of the most important <laughs> things you can do. Yeah. yeah. You just realize how much your ego like rears its its head, right? No, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Ego can take over if you let it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys probably, obviously in COVID, not a lot of couples get a lot of alone time together if they have kids, right, in the picture. But Chad, makeout times, even scheduling it is important. Can we talk about like your go-to date night when you do have time, when the kids are sleeping? Like, what is it that you guys would do right now? I think a lot of our date nights center around watching some quality TV. When we're at home mm-hmm. and the kids are, you know, in the bed and we've got that, grab some mm-hmm. popcorn, grab some yeah. snacks. What shows do we have to catch up on? Or what movie yeah. can we find <laughs> to watch? Like that is our thing. Yeah, that's definitely our mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Just spending that quality time, being close to each other. And then, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, some adult time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So, so, some fun goes adult time saying. goes without saying that uh, you make that happen as much as possible. But, um, right. you know, sometimes we try to be creative and sometimes we just try to spend that time together. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be anything crazy or, or you know, yeah, extravagant. No, it has to be fancy. Yeah. And like, what would you guys, if you had advice for us, what, what would you guys suggest <clears throat> for like a new couples at date night at home right now? Um, I would say think outside of the box. What are the things that you can do in your house that you may not traditionally think about in terms of dates? Like what type of board games do you have? Do you have, you know, a deck of cards that you can pull out? Mm -hmm. Can you guys find a recipe online and cook it together? Like what are the things that you can do that you wouldn't necessarily think about? Like the easy thing is, yeah, let's sit down and watch a movie. Let's, Mm. you know, do that. Let's, you know, sit down and have a candlelit dinner. But just what are the other things that you guys can do? Can you like play your favorite music, like have like a dance competition or just like fun things that are completely out of the norm that you would do if we could just go and be anywhere we wanted to right now? Like you you have to... Spice it up however you can. And I would, yeah, I think that's perfect. And I, the, the one thing that I'm surprised Gabriel didn't say it is questions. We oh are, my goodness. we are so big yes. on questions and we find question books. Um, and we just love question books. Yeah. Yes. Sit there and that. ask each other questions and just, yeah. I mean, that's how we built our entire relationship was off of question books. I mean, yep. literally learning about wow. each other. Yeah, and, literally. And, like, that's what we would do. I yeah. was like, I got another one. It's mm. like, you know, a, a thousand things you should ask your fiance or like those types of things. Oh, yeah, I would live seriously. for those. Like, this is the time. Like, if you've never communicated before, like, this mm-hmm. is the time to do it. We're actually staring at one of our question books right now. <laughs> well, look at that. I think that kind of the harder thing for us in the time of COVID is everything at home has become scheduled. Like we're big list makers and schedule followers. And so for yeah. us, home was no longer the comfort of cuddling and being romantic and snuggling and hanging out on the couch. It was yeah. very much logistical. And then it, it no longer became your cozy living room. So yeah. I'm like, David, we need to add candles to our registry and like <laughs> yeah. cozy blankets and new throw pillows so that yeah. we can actually like like romantically like liven up the place again so it's home and it's not workspace, which I think yeah. is really important totally. for us and that we've been kind of struggling with. Well, in a space that used to be 100% personal, right, is now yeah. in some ways 50-50. Yeah. Personal sphere, professional sphere. And so 
something as simple as lighting a candle, right? Which we've got to do more of. You know, even though we worked from home already, we had to realize, so I would find myself working at the kitchen table. Mm. So the kitchen table became my place of work. And so I Mm. literally could Mm -hmm. never separate the two. So now I've moved up into my COVID haven. This is where I fell in love with this room when I had to spend 13 days (laughs) in here. But now I can walk out of this room and now I'm in the house. So maybe, you know, trying to find a place that is your work area. And that's the Mm. only place where you do work. Only that. Yeah, yeah, only that place and everywhere else you don't do work, you know. And then the last Mm -hmm. thing you said was disconnecting. That's what Mm. we talk about all the time is how do we put these devices down? And disconnect Oof. from the world. Oof. It's hard. Tell me about <laughs> yes. it. That's hard. Yeah, everyday struggle. We struggle with that too. And, you know, it, it all comes from a place of connection and, and love and really wanting to be where you are when you're with the person that you've chosen. So yeah. that's something we've struggled with also because you work during the day. You don't get to scroll aimlessly on Instagram or, you know, you have mm-hmm. kids and you're doing all these things. And so when you get the alone time, you're probably next to your partner scrolling aimlessly. And it's the mm-hmm. only time you have. Um, but it's definitely something that I think in this day and age, you have to mindfully choose to do and ask your partner to do as well. And especially in this moment where there's so much clickbait, it's been a really tense year. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. there's so much going on that can impact our ability to really focus. And so figuring out how to sort of step away from the 24 hour news cycle, Mm -hmm. how to step away from all of the things that are happening in the world uh, and just sort of tuck it away to be present with your partner. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. Okay. Now the fun part, you guys. So Jenna and I love games. Uh, (laughs) So if you don't mind, we're going to play one of our favorite games with you. It's called Would You Rather. Okay. Okay. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Would you rather your partner didn't brush their teeth for a week or didn't shower for a week? Jeez. Ooh, I think I'm going to go with didn't shower for a week because <laughs> I just, you talk too much from you to be in my face with stinky breath. <laughs> Look, I would, I would go the opposite because I'm, yeah, I'm trying to hug up on you a bunch so I can avoid your face if I need to. <laughs> that's horrible. Our, our priorities that's are clear enough, on both sides. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, be with someone who snores loudly or talks in their sleep. I'm going to say that talks in your sleep. My dad used to snore. And it was the most annoying thing <laughs> in the entire world ever. <laughs> so bad. Um, I don't know. I think I would go with snoring because I'm a hard sleeper, so it, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Nothing will wake her up. Nothing. Yeah, it's fine. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. In case anyone was curious, Jenna's the snorer. I'm the talker. <laughs> <laughs> I, the I sleep on my back, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Snorers <laughs> are cool. I'm also a mouth breather. It's fine. It's okay. perfectly lovely. <laughs> next, next question, David. Would you rather have another year of stay at home? Or go back to normal and see each other less. Ooh. Mm. Have another year at home. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You only live once. (laughs) Nice answer. Right, girl. Right. (laughs) Okay, last one. Would you rather register for an air fryer or an instant pot? Ooh. Air fryer all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, air fryer. Same here. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, we're in our air fryer house. As we well. just discovered the power of the air fryer. Isn't we're, it never, the we're never going back. It's uh, a, you'd never ma- go back. Ever. Magical. Truly, <laughs> truly magical. It's the crazy thing. Anybody out there yeah. who is building the registry, get yourself an air fryer. <laughs> Speaking of household items and registry, what's the one item from your registry that you still use all the time for date nights? Probably going to have to be the. I don't know, pots and pans, probably. I feel like we use those (laughs) (laughs) all the time. Uh, Yes, all the time. Who would have who would have thought that, you know, almost 10 years later, we'd still be using the same ones. But they are like, you know, key in our house. I love that. So foundational. Yeah. You got to eat, right? So, I mean, it's right. (laughs) All those cooking dates together. Exactly. No, I, um, I burnt something recently on our, our old pots and pans and I was like, well, add it to the registry. Exactly. (laughs) Why not? Even if you didn't need new ones, you add them to the registry. That's right. 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 You know, you just got to ask for what you want, right? Exactly. Jenna's Jenna's a budding chef, so it's, it's time to, Mm. time to re-up on those. Oh yeah. You got to step it up then. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Perfect reason right there. We've heard from audience questions before. It's like forever can feel really daunting heading to marriage, right? How do you guys keep a relationship and your relationship in particular interesting after more than, you know, 11 years together? Well, I mean, somehow I just continue to get better looking each day. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. No, 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 yeah, that's not what we were expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. You keep us on our toes. Yeah, right, right. Um, but it's actually the opposite. Gabriel continues to look better. And, Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, you know, I think that continuing to talk, you know, and, and that communication, we always go back to that, you know, and yeah, sure, sometimes she doesn't want to talk about football or, or, you know, sports and things of that sort. Most but times. Most, yeah, most times. Um, or she'll put my favorite, you know, sports team, she'll put a sweater on and, and wear it on Saturday, you know, and just support, even though she's yeah. not going to watch the game with me, but she's just going to put it on. As you communicate and you learn, and we always talk about identifying your love languages, like find out which which love language mm-hmm. is, is your mm-hmm. partner's. And, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, if I wash a dish, I mean, if I literally wash one dish, I mean, she's, I'm like, I'm the most <laughs> amazing man in the world. Yeah, um, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. But if she, she tells me that I did good on something, you know, Hey, you know, I appreciate you doing that. I feel amazing because mm. I'm words affirmation and she's acts of service. And mm. so all of these things go together. And then people always say, you know, well, marriage is hard, but I think that that's a scapegoat. Yeah. Marriage is not hard. Marriage is, mm. is it shouldn't be hard and you should it never go into be. something with that mentality that's going to be hard because guess right. what? You're probably going to make it harder than it really is. Yeah. Marriage yeah. is exactly what you make it and mm-hmm. everybody's marriage looks different. So I think that yeah. that's one thing to think about. Like, sure, there are challenges. We all, life is challenging. We all go through things, but it doesn't have to be this constant fight, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't get a badge mm-hmm. of honor because, oh my goodness, we've gone through so much. So we just are like the best because we've survived everything. You didn't have to survive half of that stuff. Like you made it harder <laughs> than what it had to be, you know? So I think that when you think of longevity, taking it one day at a time, let's yeah. focus on today. What mm-hmm. is happening for us today in our love and our relationship and our life? And then let's worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And the next mm-hmm. day, the next day, you know, it's just one little chip at a time. And then you mm-hmm. look up and two, three, four or five years have gone. And it's like, oh, wow, look at that. We, we're in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Perfect. <laughs> you mentioned challenges before. I'm curious what the biggest 
and most challenging test that your relationship has faced so far? Well, mm. um, hands down, trying to get pregnant the second time. We had yeah. secondary mm. infertility issues and trying to have our daughter was a challenge. Yeah. Just doesn't even seem like enough. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, it, and everything. It was, yeah. And it was such a, you know, interesting process because the myth is that it's always the woman's issue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. if you can't have a baby, it's something wrong with the woman, which in this case, it was my issue. You know, there was ways to possibly fix some of the issues and stuff like that, but that was what was going yeah. on. And it was causing us to, you know, ultimately have a miscarriage, then, you know, go through this, this struggle. And so it was a definitely a time where we, we just didn't have the understanding that like, why is this so difficult mm -hmm. when our son came so easy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Like we weren't even trying and it's just like, you know, if that's always the question, people are like, well, did you have trouble with your first? And it's like, no, he just showed up. <laughs> he just showed up. <laughs> he just, he just up. showed up. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the universe just wanted to give you one of each, you know, just a little yeah. uh, smorgasbord of challenges. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> how did you, how did you work through that? I mean, that's a really challenging situation. How did you work through that? together emotionally? For us, prayer was a huge thing. That was top of the list. And after that was communication mm -hmm. and actually expressing how we felt about yeah. each step of the way, good, bad, indifferent. We had to realize that, you know what, this is not a you problem. This is not a me problem. This is an us yeah. problem. Like we have to stay mm -hmm. together and push through. Mm. Communication was just on 100. Like we had to keep checking in with each other and give each other grace and like hormones were flying. Like it was just, yeah. it was a lot. Yeah, my hormones were everywhere. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we thought yeah. it was you. I just want to bring it out to light that it was. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we always talked about, I think too, and it came down to that foundation that we had built. We have always said, and we truly believe that your kids shouldn't become the most important piece of your relationship. Your relationship mm -hmm. should still be just as important as it was day yeah. one before you had kids. And because we had our son and we had, you know, uh, we're already parents and we never neglected our relationship as husband and wife and best friends, it made it even easier because again, we had already had tough conversations. We had already had, you know, all of that stuff. So it, it was easier to, to deal with something like this together. I mean, it sounds like it can be really easy to to place blame in these situations, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. right? And the fact that you guys, you know, chose to stay as teammates and made that conscious effort, I think, is paramount. And for you guys, I just want to thank you also for talking about this because I think fertility and fertility, like it's it's definitely something that many, many, many people mm -hmm. deal yeah. with and confront and to kind of normalize that talking about it and getting through it is really just so important, um, yeah. I believe. So thank you guys for sharing that with us. Of course. Us. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some audience questions from our Pop Sugar audience. Okay. First one, my fiance and I recently adopted a puppy and he's adorable, but requires so much of our energy and attention. It's made me really worry about how we would juggle kids down the road. So what are your mm -hmm. tips for making time for romance when there's this little being that relies on you for so much? Mm. That's a good oh, one. Oh, that's a good uh, one. I think that 
though dogs and puppies require so much effort, it is a complete difference when there's an actual like being. <laughs> so that's like my number one thing is like, yeah. you think it's one thing with this puppy? Oh, you just wait. <laughs> just <Yeah>. wait. Yes. <laughs> Um, But it's doable. It's totally manageable. And I think that the best thing for us, especially in the beginning of parenthood, was getting a good sleep schedule for our Mm -hmm. son. It's kind of difficult to put a puppy on a sleep schedule, but you have to take the pockets of time that you do have and just maximize them the best that you can whenever you have those moments. Like, you know, it's almost like when you tell a new mother, sleep when the baby sleeps. So like, you know, when the puppy is entertained and doing his thing, take full advantage okay like that's <laughs> so that sleep schedule leads to romance exactly <laughs> here's another question from one of our readers i'm an introvert and my fiance is an extrovert which we've talked about with well this is not us david <laughs> that's true i'm an introvert and my fiance is an extrovert <laughs> with both of us home all of the time now i never get any alone time which can mm-hmm. feel really draining how can I tell him nicely that I need some space? Mm, that's funny because um, Gabriel <laughs> is the introvert and I'm the extrovert. Yeah. And we, we actually just talked about this today on our podcast. That's what's something that Gabriel had to get used to with me is that I'm always trying to talk. I'm always trying to be oh, completely man. transparent. But it, but then I started to understand what she needed. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I want to go bother her and talk to her, I know she needs her time. And I'll even yeah. offer, i say, hey, do you need something to drink? You need some more coffee? You need something? And then I'll close her door for her because that's me telling myself to leave her alone. Yeah, but we had to get there. Like, we had to get there. Exactly. We had to get there. Yeah. I would say that the best way to do it is to just say it. It's as nice as possible. Don't beat around the bush. Just say it. I remember it like very early on in our marriage, I was not working. Um, I had like quit my job to move to Tennessee and I wasn't working and he was working and he would come home every day for lunch. And I would be so mad. Like, look, this is my time. Uh, I need you not to do this. So and like he just didn't get it. And I just had to explain to him, like, look, you're at work, you're doing your thing. And when you're gone, like, this is my time to kind of just do my thing. So right. when you come home, you like interrupt my time. So we had to have that whole conversation. Like, you know, you just you yeah. just got to say it because we're not mind readers. So you never came home from lunch again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely function the same way as well. I'm an introvert. And when I'm in workflow, like I don't like to stop in the middle. Like Mm -hmm. I have to continually just keep working and he'll and he can kind of like stop in. And when I stop in, like he really enjoys it. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And now it's in like our back room. So it's not that far. But when he started to work from home, that was a huge shift because I'm, you know, an, an actor. And so I I work from home all the time and before mm-hmm. COVID. And so yeah. there was a lot of like, I could sing whenever I needed to, I could do whatever whenever I needed to. And then I had like run of the house. And then all of a sudden there was this whole other being with a whole a job. So there's just <laughs> a lot of adjustment and a yeah. lot of like, hey, we're still home, but we're not here right now. So mm-hmm. I definitely, I feel the same. And I think that 
in response to that question, it's like you have to ask for what you need and what you want or else like resentment comes and it's like, why are you angry at me? You know? Right. So So true. You're like, I asked for it in my mind. No, it's true. So true. Gabriel and I always talk about this. We're always like, you know, uh, she's a people pleaser. And and I love that about her. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Hey. You're right. You're right. So, but what, <laughs> but what we talked about with her is that, you know, that you can't sacrifice your happiness for someone else's. And that's what yep. she would do. Instead of saying something, she would just deal with it. And then she would make them happy, but sacrifice her happiness. And, and right. so you don't have to be, if you love this person, you know, they have great intentions for you. You don't mm-hmm. have to be mean about it. You just have to be honest, you know, and let them yeah. know that this, Hey, I need this. Here's the reason I need it. I know you can understand that and I hope you can understand that. And it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a big deal. It really should not be a big deal, but yeah. delivery, delivery is key. Yeah. That's everything. Well, it was so wonderful to talk to you guys and get all of your sound advice. And we really appreciate you guys taking the time to share your story with us. We're just uh, oh, so sure. thrilled to have all the the great advice to look forward to on yes. our relationship. Thank yes. you so much for having us. Oh, thank you so much. We enjoyed it and we wish you the best. This episode of Love These Days by Pop Sugar is sponsored by Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry. Plates and bowls, bath time and candles, cocktails and movie night. Make your home undeniably yours with a Crate and Barrel Registry. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Love These Days by Pop Sugar. <laughs> <laughs>